Plenty to talk about with Rugby League. Now, the senior journalist of NRL.com happens to be Mr. Brad Walter. And he's in the studio, which happens to be the sporting globe. <laughs> and he's uh, taking up with the, the local drop as well, which is good to see. Brad, how are you, mate? Mate, I'm really good. And, yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's great to be here. What an awesome setup. I haven't been to this bar before. You've been in Papua New Guinea for about a month. I have, yeah. It was fantastic. For up, up there for the Pacific Championships. Okay, before we get right into that... Uh, the missile tease before we went to the break that you had a novel idea missile. Okay, so we're talking about giving salary cap exemption to uh, rugby players to come to the NRL. Now, can we agree we only we only really want the stars? Yep. That's what they're talking about. So my idea is rather than having salary cap dispensation for the individual club, that player gets double payments for any rep game they play. So if they come to the NRL and are successful... Uh, let's say Marky Mark, the winger. Let's yep. say he comes to the Roosters. He's successful. He yep. then plays for New South Wales. Instead of getting thirty thousand per game, he gets sixty thousand per game. Right. So instead of getting ninety thousand, he gets one hundred eighty thousand for Origin. Yep. He's then been so successful. He then plays for Australia. So instead of getting the ten thousand per game or whatever for Australia, he then gets twenty thousand per game for Australia. All up, he'd get say somewhere in the in the region of two hundred forty thousand dollars extra for playing all the rep games in a year. Yes. So if he's a star, if he comes from rugby, there's no advantage to the Roosters because he's not he's not getting that extra money from the Roosters, but every time he represents, he gets double payments. Thoughts, Brad. So, well, if he's a dud, he doesn't... Yeah, he yeah doesn't too bad. Yeah. yeah, too bad. Because he's got to back himself, right? And, and him coming... If he's coming from the Wallabies to the Roosters, he's surely backing himself in to get back up to the Kangaroos, right? Or you wouldn't come across. See, me personally, whether it's that model or whether it's uh, the salary cap dispensation, I'm not a fan. And the reason being is I hate businesses who... It annoys me when businesses reward new customers more so than their own loyal customers, right? So yeah. w- why should Caelan Ponger have to max out at $1.2 million yet blah, blah comes in? And you've seen the reverse of this with Joseph Swali. Um, my idea, just is this... this nothing to do with what we're talking about here, but the NFL target. I believe, see there, I'm happy for an NFL player to come over with a huge exemption for salary cap because it's, you're trialling a totally new thing. It's yeah. not it's not a sure bet, okay? So I'm happy for every team to have a free kick at however much you want to pay an athlete from over there. But Brad, I reckon where we need to go is the opportunity for Australia into America, I think, is via the NRLW. Because if the NRLW at the moment, and, and you guys would have the numbers, but the average rugby league NRL player of the male variety probably started playing their first game of tackle rugby league at maybe 9 or 10. Right now, and this is going to grow because all these girls are now playing it, but right now the average age would probably be 16 or 17 when they played their first ever game, which means the athlete from America, if we target those girls and fill up the NRLW with a lot of American ladies they can catch up far quicker than what the same age boy can do, in my opinion, as it stands. That, that's, why, that's why the standard of the NRLW keeps rising Correct. each year, because the players are obviously playing at a higher level, getting more experience, and we are now getting girls come through. I think maybe Keely Davis yep. was the first player to have played rugby league or been able to play rugby league from under sevens or whatever all the way through. So she's like... 22 I think right so that's the you know so anyone older than 22 they had to stop playing at some stage they they didn't have those opportunities so yeah you're 100% right and from what I understand 
the combine that's being talked about. There's a lot, a lot of focus on the NRLW, NRL there players. There's going to be, I believe, that there could. there's also going to be uh, NRLW combine. Yeah, because I could easily see eight or ten American girls very quickly playing NRLW, yep. far quicker than what I could see eight or ten yep. NFL college I footballers like playing. And, 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 you know, you think... Um, You've got these girls that are maybe gone through college football, maybe are professional athletes in in other sports. Look at the impact that the um, the rugby sevens players that have come to the NRLW have had as well. Yes. Like how good they've all been, and uh, you know from from the from New Zealand and from the Australian rugby sevens team. So there's potentially athletes of that caliber. Yep. Um, you know, have had that background, that training. Uh, who, who could adapt pretty quickly. you agree with all that, Miss Hall? Yeah, I was just thinking while you're speaking about what uh, athletes would you get at the combine on the female side of things. You, are you getting sort of failed WNBA players? Or because they don't have a, to my knowledge, they don't have a women's NFL, right? Yeah. So are you getting track track athletes, I guess, would be first and foremost? I hadn't, I hadn't have thought about the WNBA players. That's, that's not a bad angle. They'd be pretty skillful. And they'd have uh, the endurance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, outside, I guess, football, soccer players. Yeah. But there's probably... The, the thing that I've always found... Like, if you go and play in your local touch comp and play mixed, girls are right up there on skill level with guys at touch football, right? They, yeah. they, they're they playing touch football from five or six. So I think that's a part of the reason that the NRLW's got such a jump on the AFLW. AFL. Yes. Because of the touch football skills. Um where do the uh, the American women get that just a basic catch pass and get back 10 metres from? That's the... Yeah, that's the thing. That's probably maybe wingers and uh, second rowers potentially. But, Brad, just back on to P&G. And, and if you, you, you work for the NRL, so clearly you're going to be pro it. But sell us... For the person who's sitting out there who might be 50-50, I'm on board it, but the first person who may be 50-50 about P&G being an expansion team, what would you say to them? Well, I, I, at the moment, from what my experience of being up there for four weeks, I couldn't see any reason why they wouldn't be the team. I couldn't see any negatives. Um, I felt safe, and albeit, look, the NRL were very security conscious when yeah. I was there, so probably, you know, it wasn't like I was out wandering the streets. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's pe- people up there like, so Tony Archer's, right up there now. He's in charge of officiating and he's, they're going to introduce the captain's challenge in PNG next season in the, in the Digicel Cup. They want to make the Digicel Cup. How does that go currently, that competition? Well, it's very popular. Yeah. I haven't seen much of it. or yeah. probably haven't seen any of it, to be honest. Yeah. But they want to make it the third biggest or the third best rugby league competition in the world after the NRL and the Super League. And yeah. So they've got Tony Archer up there introducing... They're going to, they're going to have a captain, captain's challenge... Um, they've got independent doctors, wow. um, you know, for HIAs, etc. So anything that happens in the NRL, they replicate it in that competition there. Um, Joey Grimmer used to be at Parramatta and, and he was at the Dragons yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good and been around for a long time. So Joey's up there and he's working in Pathways. Right. And he's like, he coached the Junior Kummels. Um, they went close against the Australian Schoolboys. It was a pretty clo- very close game. And he's like identifying talent. This And his biggest issue was going to be there's so many kids. How do you find the talent? There's, yeah. you know, so it's a good problem to have, it's really. A, it's an awesome problem to have. And like just a, a, a couple of little anecdotes from up there. So jo- Joey was telling me that 
one of the best local grounds, and the local grounds, seriously, they don't have a blade of grass on them, right? Really? Be but, and he said, but one of the best local grounds, they play 160 games every week end on them. That's why it's got no grass. Oh. Right? And they train five nights a week. That's the demand of, of the interest of the game. That's the interest of the game. It's just They just all want to play. So those games are like eight minutes each way, you know, wow. just yeah. to, so that everybody can get on. Do you wow. think that players that played for PNG would live uh, and play in Port Moresby, or are you more of a Cairns... I, th I think for the first five years or so, it would have to be Cairns um, because, like, at the moment, the, the, P, the there's like there's a fair transition, not just in footy but in lifestyle yeah. for players from PNG coming to the NRL, and that's probably why we haven't seen that that many. You yes. know, obviously Justin Oliver, Marcus By, and those sort of guys. But the Hunters, they're like a sort of transition team. So there's like there's eleven of the Kummels are playing in the Super League. Yes. You know, so the, they come from PNG into the Hunters, play in the Queensland Cup, learn about, obviously, professionalism, but also, like, life skills um, to be able to then go to England and play in the Super League or move to Australia on a full-time basis to play with an NRL club. So there's, you know, the pathways are being developed, you know, from Joey Grimmer's yes. work through to, to, to the, the Hunters. Um, but it's obviously... If we were to bring a team in, you know, in the next couple of years, there's not a ready no. the number of players. Not for 17 no. local players, no. That's right. But, like, hopefully, you know, yeah. the NRL team will be the top yep. of the part of the tree and then jo Joey Grimmer's work was the bottom of the pathways and so the more players, there'll be like an elevator bringing those players up and there are yeah. so many players there and, as I said, they want to make the local comp the third best competition in the world. So the talent... There's no doubt the talent's there and will be there, and I assume that, you know, I think it's got to start in Cairns to attract players, but uh, or somewhere like that. But, you know, eventually it's a PNG team, so yeah. it would have to be based in Port Moresby. And it's not, you know, I was sending my wife photos, and she said it looks like Vanuatu. Wow. Yeah. You know, so I'll have five bucks on everyone saying Wayne Bennett. You know, I'll have five bucks Justin Holbrook. He had the win over there. Uh, coaching them in a huge upset in the final. Um, so, And he the, loved it. And he loved it. Yeah. And they loved him. Yes, yes. And, and I can tell you, just the media interest, like we all know the fan interest, the media interest, um, there was a press conference room there because I was the media manager. There was a press conference room. Justin Holbrook walked in, his, his first press conference, and he just sort of stuck, poked his head around the door and he said, holy hell. <laughs> like the room, it was standing room only, wow. about 30 yeah. people in there, and he said, Titans games... Yeah. Don't get any... That's you know. right. i tell you what, too. He's a great coach, and we're seeing Madge on the comeback. We'll see the comeback for Justin Holbrook in one uh, very, very soon, I think. Uh, Brad Wilder, NRL.com. Thanks for the update there, mate. We, we've got a thousand things we could have got to you, but we've got to get to this break. Thanks for coming down to the Sporting Globe. No, pleasure. Thanks for having me on.